Footy Ado, the Delusional Soccer Podcast. Footy Ado, a soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. I don't remember. I don't remember quite how to do this podcast thing. Yeah. Um. Well, let me just say, what a what a good day it is. What a good you know you know we we could have very easily been recording an episode where we talked about uh, Chelsea losing a top six match. Um, Arsenal losing to Everton seemed very possible um, for the first time at at home in twenty four years. Um. True, true, true. Um, you know, look, looking at what we could have if we recorded about last match week, it would have been a Chelsea loss in the top six match. Um, we would, you would have been fine because Arsenal played Newcastle. And Wolves-Leicester City was a nil-nil draw with a red card. So, there, I mean, there wasn't much exciting stuff for us to really dig into. This week feels happier. Arsenal have won two in a row, so you're happy about three that. in all competitions. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead. Okay. okay. Yeah. Save it for the European nights episode. <laughs> um, Chelsea beat Tottenham again, and we're coming off an exciting uh, Liverpool matchup. Super which... Frank is the uh, is the first person to beat Jose home and away in the league. So that's well, he's won. He's beaten him three times in a row. Yeah. Um, it's because he beat him at Derby, at Derby uh, in the cup. It's very interesting, also because Jose Mourinho had come out, and I kind of want to go back and listen to our episode where we talked about it, uh, Chelsea versus Big Six, um, and he had said that he didn't think Chelsea were going to get that many points off the Big Six. He thought they were going to do well against the lower teams, but weren't going to do good against the the top six sides. And uh, Frank Lampard has taken six points off of Jose Mourinho now that he's in the. Uh, uh, in the league, love it. So, so that's exciting. Yeah, but uh, let's let's kick it off with uh, Liverpool West Ham, uh, which just ended as we're recording now. Um, Liverpool three, West Ham two, but it was it was a dodgy affair for Liverpool. They almost lost two games in a week. Um, yeah. And but Lucas Fabianski, let me tell you, he wants to see Liverpool go unbeaten. Yeah, or he wants to see Arsenal beat them. That's possible. Could be, yeah. It's not possible that Arsenal beat them. It's possible that's what he wants. Well, it could be an exciting matchup if Arsenal keep their momentum going. Uh, I always felt like, I think it was a couple weeks ago, um, where I was thinking about maybe putting money down on Liverpool losing, and it was, you know, when they scored an early goal. I feel like that's the way that they might lose, is if they... I always felt like if they were to lose, it would be like that. They'd get an early goal, but then a team would, like this would come back and win 2-1. Yeah. But um, I think they've proven that that is most likely not going to happen because yeah. the team cannot lose. They don't it, know what complacency means. Yeah. I, I was watching. I had the final 10 minutes on, or maybe it was like final 15 minutes, and it was 2-2 at this point. And I was like I'm talking to myself, and I was like, the funniest, the funny thing is, Liverpool aren't going to even draw this game. Like people are worried about them losing this game. They're they're like they're gonna win. Like there's no way they don't win. Um, you know they scored two goals, two more goals after that. One was disallowed, but you know three two, uh, coming down from two one. It just it it's it seems impossible to beat this team, especially especially at Anfield. Let me tell you, it's good to see VAR go against Liverpool for once. Although it has nothing to do with um, the result. It does not change the result 
in any way. But, you know, good to see. Glad we're uh, we're keeping it fair these days. But, yeah, yeah this is a, a team oh, that West Ham sitting in the drop zone. They're in 18th place. And they just... They looked like they had some fight in them. But take a look at... If you take a look at the stats for this game, it's... It's really Liverpool all the way. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. Liverpool, 70% of the ball. They took 25 shots to West Ham, 7. So, West Ham being in the lead kind of felt like a bit of luck, which, listen, you need in football at some point. Um, but it felt like Liverpool were always going to get there. Now, I was actually... I didn't see this match... In entirety, I watched the end of it. I was uh, at the gym and then doing some grocery shopping. Um, and that's when I texted. I was at the deli counter getting getting thinly sliced turkey uh, when I texted you and Nick saying, Arsenal Twitter's pulling hard for Liverpool right now 20 minutes ago, and Salah scored. Uh, yeah, it was like within within minutes, and I was like, I just want you to know that you did that. Yeah, reminiscent um, of like the family guys getting with the with the Mets. Here's the first pitch, and the and season's, season's over. over. Yeah, um, yeah, um, it's yeah. I mean, it would have been it kind of would have been it would have been disappointing if that was the game. If they're gonna lose, don't do it to West Ham. No, and and now that West Ham got so close yet so far, I am rooting for them to go down. Yeah, is this the year? Is this the, is next year the year we see the Olympic Stadium in the championship? In, in the championship, you know, and th- they're a point behind Aston Villa. Um, they're level on points with Watford, but uh, have a better goal difference than Watford. Um, if Watford win and Villa drop into the drop zone, then that means Burnley is the only Claret and Blue that that's going to be playing in the Premier League next season. There's going to be it's there's not going to be enough confusion for me. Um, yeah, it's better that I'm recording a podcast with you than with Sal back in the penalty spot days because he could not differentiate uh, Aston Villa, West Ham, Burnley, and then he also couldn't uh, differentiate Sunderland, Stoke, and Southampton. Which is fair. Two of which, of course, you, are not in the league. Um, have Have you seen speaking of which? Have you seen the um, the Chelsea third kit that just leaked today? Yeah, the Crystal Palace kit. The, the Crystal Palace kit. I did. I hope it looks better than that. Yeah, I do like the logo. I do like their logo that they have, though. Their new, their new shirt sponsor. It's kind of fun. It's just like a three. Listen, if, always on that. If that's what gets you excited. But uh, look, you're I'm, look. Arsenal Twitter was about to explode because of West Ham beat Liverpool. When when y'all are sitting in ninth, y'all got your own problems. Man, Arsenal are winning. That's uh, they're winning, which is weird. We we we're. Because we, we, they might, they might not. What's the record for draws? Uh, seventeen. Seventeen or something, I think. Yes. Yeah, so or sort of around thirteen. Listen, they might not get there. Eight wins now. Well, have to, yeah. Who's so gonna win the to league go. at this point? Arsenal or Liverpool? Oh boy. <laughs> oh uh, boy. The gap between those two teams is bigger than uh, the amount of points Arsenal have. <laughs> well, when you put it like that. <laughs> It, the, yeah, the the gap between Liverpool and Arsenal would currently be sitting in fifth place, <laughs> two points behind the top four. That's pretty incredible. 
So the the uh, gap between Liverpool and Arsenal are basically four, Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Well, Manchester United. They're basically Manchester United. Liverpool are Manchester United ahead of Arsenal. Some things, I mean, man, you, you just play. hate to see. Yeah, I mean, you can continue. I mean, like, the, like the um the gap between Liverpool and Chelsea in fourth would be sitting in twelfth place right now. They'd be eleven points off the drop. That's impressive. So and one more. I, uh, I'm gonna say one more. This guy's more. gonna keep going. Holy shit! If there shit. was a team, this is the last one. If there was a team called the gap between Liverpool and Manchester City, Norwich would still be bottom. Oh boy. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is Norwich should be relegated now instead of waiting. Do, yeah, don't I let mean, them play any games. I was, yeah, I mean, I was looking, I was looking ahead to to Norwich's remain like the next games they have, and it's like doesn't look great. I was like, I'm hoping they get a win somewhere just to make that because that's looking that drop that relegation battle is starting to look pretty interesting. If Norwich are able to get a win with those other teams not picking up points, suddenly they're three points back, and you know it, it's there's there's only a you know a seven point gap between fifteenth and twentieth at that point. Um, Right, we're right now it says a ten, but I mean, the, other than that, the seven, the, the fifteen through nineteen is looking pretty, pretty tasty right now. Yeah. Um. So let me before we, uh, you know, get too far away from, from our plan for the show, I want to talk about a couple of key dates for Liverpool. Um, and this conveniently came across the screen on NBC Sports right before I sat down to record with you, and it's the potential top flight milestones for Liverpool. Um, This coming weekend, uh, Saturday away against Watford, they can uh, set the record for consecutive wins in a row. They are currently level with Manchester City's 18. Um, The following week, at home against Bournemouth, they can set the record for 21-match home win streak. Then two matches later, if, of course, those... Uh, two are wins, and they set those records, and then they beat Everton, who they will. Um, because they, well, they, they don't lose to Everton. No, it, yeah. Lose Everton are. They don't it's, lose Everton. It's four wins no matter what other results go. So uh, that could be potentially winning the title on March 21st against Crystal Palace. Um, s- the game against City would equal Arsenal's 49 match and be in the uh, one to take them to 50 would be against Aston Villa at Anfield. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a hump to get over to yeah. get to that point, but yeah, and that, I think that if they beat Manchester City, they they will have no problem with Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that at that point, they already have the win streak, the home win streak, and the the overall win streak records. So it's not a huge deal if they drew with City um, at the Etihad; they would still uh, be set for that 50 match unbeaten run. The uh, after Villa. Um, is Brighton away, and that would be a 12-match away win streak, assuming they win the other the other games. Um, and then, of course, the final uh, date is May 17th, away to Newcastle United, looking to go the entire season unbeaten. So there's still a lot for them to accomplish. Um, they're going to win the title, but there's, oh, there's records that they're up for that they are uh, probably going to get. And this... This could go down as the, it, it. I think it will go down as the best 
season in English football history. Um, even though I believe it was Jens Lehmann from, uh, you know, the Invincible Keeper said that uh, that Arsenal's Invincibles would beat this Liverpool team. I don't think that's true. No, I don't think. No, I, I, um, I, I was thinking about this because I, I was driving home and you were texting me. This is when they had gone down 2-1. Uh, and the thought had crossed my mind about that Arsenal team because they're look you can you can never take anything away from the Invincibles. Um, I think as time has gone on, they're slipping down that top five of best teams ever. Um, you know, you look at you look at it. I would arguably put um, I would put uh, Chelsea's following season where they they got more points. Um, above that team, uh, I'd put one of City's last two titles above that team. I'd put Liverpool right now. I mean, I like. I mean, a, barring something miraculous, I'd put them above that team uh, because they're gonna get more points. And I know there's more than just points and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you put those two teams in the same league. The team with more points, obviously, is gonna is gonna win. You know, regardless. I mean, like, how many points did the Arsenal team finish with? The Invincibles. Uh, I think we talked about this last time, and I got the number wrong. Um, okay. So eighty nine is my guess, but I'm looking okay. it up now. So we're in what? Ninety. Ninety. Best point totals for me. Okay, so we're in. We're in what? Match day? There, wait, wait, 20, matches 27. There's 11 matches left. Okay, there's 11 matches left. And there are 10 points... Or 11 points... 11 matches left, and they're 11 points away from that total. Yeah. So, like, I was even thinking, I was like, even if they lose this game, then they go on to win the rest of their games, or, you know, don't lose another game this season. Like, the Arsenal, as great as the Invincibles is... The Arsenal, that team doesn't, that season doesn't compare to this one. I don't think in any way, because I, I, I just, this this season is absolutely insane. I, I don't agree that the, I understand that Chelsea the next season took more points. I don't agree that that goes above an unbeaten season, um, because you can. It's certainly debatable. It's it, certainly, I mean, yeah, know, and I, you can, I, you can look at, and I, if Liverpool do go unbeaten, we'll probably end the season um, with it, with a full review, and then after that, I assume we're going to talk about okay, the the top five seasons of all time, um, just because it, it's going to be historic, and there's no reason to not talk about it. Um, this Liverpool team, regardless, is is going to surpass that. Um, they're twelve points better off than that Arsenal team was. Um, I think the Man City teams do have an argument. Um, they accomplished things that are almost unheard of, but to go a, a season unbeaten is, it's, it's unbelievable because we have to look at this with Liverpool having four matches left until they win the title. It's what happens after that. Yeah. They still have records. They still have going for that 50, but say they hit 50. If they hit that 50, do they continue like, you would think, and they will tell you, yeah, we're going to still play as hard. But they have five matches, I think, after that. Yeah, five more matches after hitting 50 wins, or 50 unbeaten to do it. And Pep Guardiola, when he was at Bayern Munich, those 
Bayern Munich teams were absolutely dominant in the Bundesliga, and they still didn't go unbeaten because, you know, a little bit of rotation comes in when you're dealing with the Champions League. I think the biggest factor is if they can turn the tie around, which they certainly have the ability to against Atletico Madrid. If they don't, if they go out against Atletico Madrid, does that mean that all the focus is on the Premier League? There's no more real rotation they have to deal with besides the FA Cup. Um, so is that, it, that'll that'll play a factor and we'll have to, we have to wait another couple of weeks before we find that out. But that's going to play a role um, in in Liverpool's unbeaten run because you know that if if the title's wrapped up and they're going into a Champions League semifinal or something like that, that's that's the priority because you've already got the trophy. Um, so we'll see how how Jurgen Klopp handles that and how the players themselves handle that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, to see that. I mean that that game against Atletico. It's like. If they had lost this game, it was it was going to start to feel like okay that you know, as great as the season's been, at some point you you have a different form and the magic sort of fades fades off, um, and that's what it started to maybe feel like. But again, they were able to pull this game out, and that tie is not over. So like they still have the game at Anfield, and a one goal deficit against Liverpool, as we've seen in the Champions League, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, anything is possible. Um, but I mean, Atletico, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game for him because Atletico is a strong defensive side, but I mean, Liverpool at Anfield is going to be, is going to be a, a, a tough team to keep from, from scoring anything. Yeah. And obviously they're going to put everything into beating Atletico in that second leg. And, you know, if it was, if it was a different team, they faced the weekend before. Um, I think we could we could say, oh, well, maybe that that squad rotation will, will hurt them ahead of the game. Um, but they play Bournemouth at Anfield, um, so that's not really a match that you think, oh, well, Bournemouth really have a shot. But we didn't really think West Ham had a shot tonight, and they proved us wrong. All I'll say about West Ham going down, and by all I'll say is the only thing that I'll add to me already hoping they go down. Um, is that a club that appoints David Moyes twice doesn't deserve uh, to be to be uh, a top flight team? Yeah, it's again with the like the recycling of managers that is constantly happening in the Premier League. That just is kind of I'm over it. It's boring. Like hire some, bring in some new faces, bring in a young, like you know, like check out other leagues where people are, are succeeding, and or even lower leagues. Yeah. You know, you look at the case of, like, this year, um, look at Sheffield United. Uh, look like what, look what they have going. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm blanking on the manager's name. Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder is doing incredible. Uh, um, you know, so, like, and, and he, you know, like, there's, there's managers like this in the lower divisions. Bring them in, see if they can implement something and, and and do something. And if they, you know, if they're doing really well in the championship and you end up down the championship, which looks like they're going to be anyway, like it gives this young, it gives a young new manager a chance to, to bring that team back up and then, you know, go for it again. It's just, 
Yeah, bringing in Moyes again, it's just... I don't know. Because you, you brought in... It, it was Pellegrini. It's like if they hired Alan Pardew. Right. Yeah, where is Alan Pardew? Um, uh, not sure, actually. Let's look it up. Let's take a look. Um, but yeah, like, bringing in... It's like they had Pellegrini, another Premier League manager that they recycled in, and then the exact same thing with, you know, with uh, Moyes again, who... Just barely. What did they? What he kept them up and then he left, right? Yeah. I th- he oh, kept the. Aerodiv- yeah, he's with Adio Denhag. Ooh, of course, you totally nailed that. Listen, I wouldn't. Uh, it's not the not the choice I would have made, but um, yeah, it's it's a lackluster appointment um, from West Ham and. You know, we'll we'll see if it. You know, he's got eleven matches to turn it around. We'll see if it eventually uh, turns out to. It doesn't have to be all, all that he has to do to make it a successful reign is keep them up. Seventeenth place is his goal. If he's higher, he's absolutely happy with it. But I I don't see him continuing on after this season, regardless of where they finish. Um, Let's uh let's move on to a good old London derby. Another uh another battle of the bridge. Um as we mentioned uh Chelsea's Frank Lampard another chippy affair goes up against uh Jose Mourinho's uh Tottenham Hotspur and it's a 2-1 win for Chelsea. Um big calls in the lineup from Frank Lampard and um it's not something we I've been a bit critical of some of his team selections. And honestly, when I saw the front three of Ross Barkley, Olivier Giroud, and Mason Mount, I was kind of scratching my head. It doesn't. It doesn't inspire confidence. No. And it worked out pretty well. Um, yeah. We will try our best to not talk about the uh, VAR decisions in this because it didn't end up changing the game. But I think we right. can both agree that the way that it's been interpreted by English football is laughable. Um, right, I mean, the past two Chelsea games are, are evident of that. And um, and Frank Lampard said after the game, you know, uh, it's tough to talk about when you're losing because it seems like you're just shouting. Um, mm-hmm. But he says it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Um, but it's good. You want to see managers say it when, when even when they win because, uh-huh. you know, it, it, like you said, it does, it does, uh, it can come across as, you know, moaning stuff like that but when you win and you're still talking about like it, it, it shows that there really is an issue yeah um, um but frank sticks with uh willie and goal and we are so close to a willie clean sheet in a london derby um the back three rudiger christensen and aspilicueta pretty much business as usual um if he's gonna play a back three um right which the chelsea's i think the, the thing with the back three is um it made it easier with the angolo conte injury because i feel like there's always kind of a play the back three it's a question of which of the three Jorginho Kovacic and Conte are going to drop out because you know Jorginho is the creative player Kovacic has had an excellent year and then you you know Conte is one of the best uh, when he plays the right position in the midfield uh, so it's always kind of a question of, of who gets taken out of that especially when when it's that back three it's usually that two-man midfield which Conte excels in but you want that creative player and Kovacic has kind of been undeniable this season uh, but with him injured, it was sort of easier to make that call. Chelsea have been better defensively, 
Um, with the back three, maybe not necessarily as good uh, on the attack, but you know they were able to to get the job done. That. Okay. Enjoy. Uh, I don't know how Fun. often. I don't know how often I got to tell the the people we're recording a podcast, but um, you know that's that's all it is, man. Um, yeah. so. First off, the first goal for Chelsea scored by none other than Olivier Giroud. And listen, I've been critical of of the guy, but also knowing... Was that Maisie that just made a noise? Yeah, oh she said that they're going to the gym to tan. Um, what a use of a gym membership. Um, Is that all they're going for? Just to go yeah, to yeah. I love it. Because they're going to Mexico uh, next week, and then, oh, of well, course, out to California. Take. So they gotta they got to get a primer on before they're in the sun. Of course, um, of course. But um, I've been critical of Olivier Giroud because I'm an Arsenal fan, and that's just how that goes. But scoring a goal against Spurs is is what I'm about, as uh, Maisie is. podcast is off the rails! Uh, we are just doing it all right now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, um, what, a, what an excellent goal. Really? It, like, it, was, um, see, it was kind of like a reminiscent of a FIFA goal with the shot saved, post and then he just puts his foot through it yeah um, what a finish and you know and, and frank has rightfully gotten some criticism some harsh criticism for his, his team selection i kind of get why drood hasn't been part of the team's uh setup considering he was most likely on his way out but uh good for frank to to put him in there now that he is going to be a part of this team the rest of the season. And I think Batchway hasn't really been cutting it. Tammy Abraham's been dealing with some injuries. Um, Giroud is going to be an exciting uh, tool for Chelsea in their race for top four. Yeah. Um, and he looks to be, uh, you know, he's – that's a good finish. That, that doesn't look like a finish – that's not a finish of someone who has been out for – an extended period of time. No, it is not. Uh, and you know the whole thing is like, oh, it's his first league goal since April or whatever. But like you look at it, like his last, I think, twelve games for Chelsea, he's attributed to twelve goals or something like that. So um, that that should be very useful for them uh, moving forward. And then if you take a look, I, I think Frank's team selection here is one hundred percent justified in itself in the fifteen seconds of the second goal. So. He's playing Aspilicueta at as a, a center back as a back three. Aspilicueta throws the ball in. It then goes to uh, Olivier Giroud, heads it to Mason Mount. Both players brought in. Two Ross Barkley just brought in, and Alonso finishes. Excellent. It you almost it's almost unreal how it worked perfectly. Um, yeah, the, like- the the four players brought in. Yeah. From Giroud, Mount, Barkley to Alonso, they get the goal that eventually is the winner because, of course, the you have the Rudiger own goal in the 89th minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely excellent. I think, I mean, I would like to see Chelsea do this more and Frank Lampard do this more going forward with the back three. Um, you know, because that defense, that defense isn't isn't very strong yet. They got a lot of young guys. Um but there's some bright players, and I think Christensen plays better in that center, um, that middle center back position. I think he's like perfect for that role. Whereas you know, I mean, he's actually been improving in that in that two center back partnership, getting more physical um, and being stronger in the air. Uh, but I think he's more suited to that middle center back 
role Aspilaqueta. Um, you know, now you can put him there, and you don't have to worry about you know having him out on the uh, you know having to worry about a selection issue with uh, with right back. Reese James can play right wing back um, and and bomb forward, and then you have Marcus Alonso, who's excellent. Say whatever you will about him. He's excellent in that. If he's a wing back, back he's you play him. If if you need him in a back four, right. he, it's like dodgy. You, you, you can't. You can't. Yeah, you can. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work out. But he, he's he's excellent. Um, and he's consistent in that role. Yeah. Um, and has been. He's been consistent in that role since uh, they bought him from Fiorentina. So yeah. so so and and also to to go back to. Um, you know, look back on the European matches. Uh, Ethan Ampadu played. Oof. Finally, got to play for for RB Leipzig in a big performance against Tottenham, where he played that middle center back role. Yeah, my guy looks so that, normal without the dreads. I kind of, yeah. I kind of dig it. Yeah. So like that, the fact that you know, coming off of that performance, when you're looking at like looking towards the future, it's like, well, he played really good in that center back, in that center middle center back role. Um. So like that's exciting to see there if Chelsea play more with that back three more often because they have players I think you know I think Zuma and Rudiger and Tamori can work very well within that back three um, you know not necessarily all together but like in different in different paces uh, Aspilicueta has been solid as uh, one of the three and and as I said Christensen and even when Ampadu comes back are really good for that center. That central role. I think it's mostly about figuring out that midfield, and then also figuring out the attack. This time it worked. The, Did you, you know, just like time. throw up as you were talking? I hiccuped. <laughs> this time you have you know Mason you just got to figure Ross. out the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Mount, Mason Mount, Ross Barkley, and Drew. They're not always going to click. They're going to have off games. Um, it works today, and I you know they have other you know when Tammy Abraham comes back, when William comes into it. Uh, uh, you hope that it you know works out, and then Pulisic, the for, sort of the forgotten Chelsea player right now with injuries. Uh, you know, as long as that clicks, um, I think this is the formation that really works for them. Yeah, and it if if it gets you a big win like this, that's that's huge. Um, Spurs really parked the bus. The late goal was a bit of a fluke. Yeah. You feel kind of hard done uh, on that uh, on right, Willie. Want that he, clean sheet to. But but the th- at the end of the day, it's the three points. Um, three points. But unfortunately, Chelsea played Bournemouth next week, so momentum uh, will be erased. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, Arsenal Everton. Arsenal uh, got a three-two win over Carlo Ancelotti's side. Um, Wild game. Very very ridiculous. This game is just ridiculous. Calvert Lewin scores in the first minute. Um, Richarlison. Scores. Ju- they scored in the first minute of the game and the last minute of the first half. Um, but two goals from Aubameyang plus the uh, the equalizer came from the first equalizer came from Eddie Nketiah, um, his first Premier League goal since he returned from Leeds. Um, that loan was cut short. Mikel Arteta wanted to keep him there, and he's getting he's getting the the starts in the league two two starts in a row. Um, so you can say what you want if that's, you know, saying that Lacazette's the more important striker and the Europa League is the more important competition, or it's just faith in this young player and, you know, you need your manager to have a little bit of confidence in you. Um, and and that, 
turned out to be huge. Um, they lost Kolasinac again uh, to another injury. Uh, looked like a shoulder injury. He walked off using his shirt as a sling. Um, and Bukayo Saka came on and got an assist within 10 minutes of coming on. Uh, he leads the team in assists this season. Um, so it was a connection with the youngsters there. But um, not the easiest match, and it almost ended poorly, but three points is three points, and, and Mikel Arteta will take that. Uh, like we said, two two wins in a row in the league for Arsenal, three in all competitions, and looking to make that four with a, a game against Olympiacos on Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like, just crazy game. Uh, great to see, especially against a manager like Carlo Ancelotti, um, who we talked about whether or not he's still at the top of the game. Uh, but to have a young manager like that with Arteta win a big sort of back-and-forth match like that is is impressive. Um, and, you know, I was hoping hoping for a little bit more uh, Awobi fireworks. So it would have been cool to see what would have happened. <laughs> he came close. He scored. He had a couple opportunities. Yeah. Um, it would have been interesting to see what would happen if him or, or Walcott did something. Did Walcott even play? Walcott did not make the 18. Ooh. Ooh. Um, now, you remember the the, the first time uh, the these two played this season at Goodison Park, it was a nil-nil draw. And that Arteta and Ancelotti were both appointed um, very close together. And the last right, time they played, the, la- the last time they played, it was both managers had been announced and neither actually yeah. took charge. Ooh, so it was uh, it was Freddie Youngberg against uh, Duncan Ferguson. That um, might have been the worst game of the season. Oh, it was bad, man. It was That's bad. up there with worst with worst matches of the season. I know um, Arsenal Manchester United one one at Old Trafford is up there for you. Oh but, boy, I hate that um, game. But sucks. <laughs> two teams who have looked a lot better under their uh, new managers, especially Everton. Everton were. In trouble, uh, you know, in they were yeah, fearing that they were going down, um, yeah. and now they're they're I mean, yeah, they got, one they point off some, the top half. Right? Yeah, they're you know they got they got Manchester United coming up. It's their next match, and I mean they're only five points back from them. So if they were to get a win there, that that could be pretty big, and that could everything could start to squeeze in and look look interesting. Because I mean, you look at Arsenal. You know, Arsenal, looking at the form table right now, the last five games, obviously, obviously Liverpool are alone up there as the best. But you look at, like, Arsenal won their last two, had three draws before that. You know, Everton have had two wins in that five. Not a lot of teams have won that much in their past five games. You know, Tottenham just lost, but they had three wins before that. City have a loss in there, but three wins. Burnley have four wins and one draw. So they're right, you know, they're level with Arsenal on points, so they're right up in there. Um, you know, Sheffield have had an excellent season, and Wolves are still hanging around. That's going to be an interesting 5-10 to 10 that we're going to be looking at uh, moving forward. Yeah, and uh, before moving on to Manchester United's victory, Jared, tell me who the uh, the only unbeaten team in 2020 in, the Euro- in Europe's top five leagues is. Tell me who that is. All competitions. It's, uh, Somehow it's Arsenal. It makes no sense. <laughs> Cling on to it because it doesn't matter. Um, let's talk briefly about Man United's I win. You told, I forgot you told us that. That's insane. The, uh, <laughs> um, the new signing, Bruno Fernandes, won and scored a penalty. Um, Anthony Martial 
scored, so that's good. Um, good for them. He, they need him to get going. And Mason yeah, Greenwood he's, he's with had a hot streak, right? Yeah, yeah Mason Greenwood with a uh, with what I think uh, Bleacher Report called a rocket from, and he was, oh, so he, was, was he, he was inside his box. It was a a very good. A very good goal. He hit the ball very hard. He hit the I ball hate, hard, but like, I hate, yeah, I hate when Bleacher if, Report. Calls if you say it's a, rocket. if you say it's a rocket, I'm assuming it's a few yards outside of the box. But was was there a goal disallowed for Wofford? I'm going through the highlights right now, uh, and it says one. Yeah, it says one one, but then it's a yeah. So they they had a goal. I think Dini yes, Troy Dini. Um. All right, let's see this rocket from Greenwood. Nice run. Like, Start from behind. And, I'm not okay, saying it's not a good. I'm I'm not criticizing the goal. I'm criticizing Bleacher Report, of course. Um, yeah, I mean he is close, but he does ping that right in the top corner. Yeah, I, the the shot power there is wild. But we can't. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you're inside the box, he's almost at the penalty spot. Um, you can't call it. Stop calling it a rocket. Come, we gotta come up with a different term for these things. Yeah. Rocket is like a. It needs to be a long a long distance. Uh, strike, you know? I mean, at that point, you know, we're really, really picking and choosing here between what we're okay with. Um, because I guess if it's long distance, then they would say a long distance rocket, but still, I just, that's, that's the problem I have with it. Long but range, it, it's yeah. a good win with, uh, for Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, who, um, as record shows, since he's, uh, taken over at United, he is the worst manager um, as far as wins and points go, post Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, yeah, he's the one that fans want to give time to. Well, that's uh, the thing. That's the thing. I mean, well, he's one of their own, but also it's like the the, the problem is as we've grown, as we've gotten, and I've said this before, as we've gotten further removed from Sir Alex Ferguson, it's less of a comparison directly to him than it is to the guys who came before him. So it's like, oh, it's not as bad. He's just about as good as the guys before him. Whereas the other guys were like, oh, like, like Moyes. Oh, Moyes, you're in seventh. Well, uh, Sir Alex would never. You're fired. Yeah. And then, yeah, so. then they had dealt with Louis Van Gaal. I mean, what's his face was was manager for uh, what four games? Ryan Giggs. Yeah. Ryan Giggs. <laughs> Um, subbed himself on in the final match of the season. What a time that was for Manchester United. Um, they thought it was going to get a lot better after that. Really hasn't, but um, it did for one season, and then yeah. won the Europa League and got second. Right? Was that the same season, or was that two following? Uh, I'm not sure. Maisie, Maisie is trying to give her input. She just did her little half bark at me. She's being very restless for a pod recording. This is. She hasn't been this restless since... We haven't talked about Newcastle in a while. (laughs) She hasn't been this restless since I think, uh, since I first got her, and she spent some parts of the podcast sitting on my lap. Um, But, you know, she's doing her thing. She's she's the boss. Um, A wild uh, incident before I, I... I want to finish the show talking about Leicester City and Man City. But uh, a wild incident in uh, the Southampton-Aston Villa game where it was 1-0, Southampton are up, and they're they're in... uh, What happened? Uh, Southampton's on the attack, a ball's crossed in, and it looks like it's a handball in the box from Villa, and it's not called. Villa go up the other end and score a goal, so it's 1-1. Then VAR comes in and says, nope, that was a handball, it's a penalty, so chalk off the goal, 
is back to one nil, and boom, Southampton make it two nil. Um, so that's just wild, a wild finish to that game. What a nightmare! Right? At what point of the game was it? That was towards the end. It was the, oh, so yeah, ninety fifth. Yeah. God. Uh, football's broken. Um. Unless, no, this was not Southampton. Was this the Burnley game? See, I'm like Sal. No, it was the Burnley game. It was Burnley Bournemouth. Wow, that has just fucking blown my mind. So it was two one. It or was one one. It was one. Yeah, it was one, one nil. Four. Okay, so this was in the sixty first minute that the penalty was scored for Burnley. Wow, that was a a wild uh, moment for my brain where Why I made I those? made fun of Sal twenty minutes ago and I've done what he did but worse um it was okay it was okay so it was so Burnley's up 1-0 Bournemouth scores they go back and say now handball mind uh, so that was mind fuck partner I wish you I wish it would have been I'm trying the Southampton game sounds like a wilder thing uh Burnley Bournemouth is sort of I guess I mean 95th minute would have been way cooler than 61st minute. Yeah. And, sure sucks. And, and Burnley, West Ham, Villa went on to win 3-0. Um, okay. Let's finish it Burnley, with uh, Manchester... Bur- Burnley, West Ham. Bur- Burnley, West Ham, Villa, yeah. That's my yeah, favorite beats, club. Yeah, beat, beat, uh, beats uh, Sunderland. <laughs> the Battle of the Cities, Leicester City, nil. Manchester City won. It took... It took a while for City to get this win. Let, uh, that's going to be confusing. It took a while for Manchester City to get this win. Uh, 80th minute goal from Gabriel Jesus. You can call him City. No one calls Leicester City City. Yeah, but when we're talking about the two at the same time, it confuses me as much as it confuses uh, the two listeners we have. Have you looked at the schedule for next week? Uh, no. Why? Am I going to be confused? Norwich City are playing Leicester City, baby. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> Are Burnley and Aston Villa playing too? No, they're no. Okay, they're playing Newcastle and, and Aston Villa's playing Sheffield. Thank God. Um, but uh, Leicester City should have had a penalty in this game. Um, they take a free kick, and De Bruyne is in the wall. And what minute is this? Closure, I did not watch a lot of football this weekend. I am watching highlights as we talk about the game. I do not remember what minute it was in, to be completely okay. honest with you. They're looking at it right now. No, this is the uh, this, this is the penalty that's less... less <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's on a free kick, and okay. uh, it hits De Bruyne in the arm. The arm is above his shoulder. Letter of the law, that's a... F- Free yeah, kick. That's a, pen. That's that's a penalty. That's a that's that's a, that's that's a, a penalty game. every day of the week. Um, and he puts his hands. Yeah, he just like clearly puts his hands up. Yeah, and they don't give it. And then later they give uh, the penalty that Man City was given was it was the correct call, but all too similar. Um, right. And you know they obviously they go on arguably to miss that. more. Yeah, arguably a more natural body position. Just yeah, it's like De Bruyne moves to the side and puts his hands up. Whereas this guy's Especially like because it's moving it's, and doing it. it when Pereira uh, both, hits both when it, when the ball hits Pereira's arm, it's an open play. Right. So yeah. you forgive him a little bit. But De Bruyne knows the ball. He's standing in a wall to block the shot. 
and he blocks one, the shot with his arm. Like, it's one of the most complacent-looking like, walls I've ever seen yeah, in my entire life. It's bad. Um, now, the, the justice comes in, in the save from Schmeichel, I guess you could say. Yeah, but, um, but. they end up they end up losing because uh, the man, Gabriel Jesus, was subbed on in the 77th minute and scores in the 80th. Um, Riyad Mahrez, of course, who won the title with Leicester, uh, assisted the goal, and all three points are Man City's. Yeah, I mean, as good as as good as Leicester City have been this year, and as close as they've been to Manchester City, I just think there's such a gap in quality that we're now seeing with the table. Yeah. Um, you know, Manchester City are probably going to run away with with second, and it'll and, you know Leicester might dip a little bit. I mean, I I, I still think Leicester will stay in third. Um, but you know, it could get interesting between them. But I mean, it's all it's really down to it's really down to the rest of the that that top six because it's so largely inconsistent between United, Chelsea, and Tottenham. Um, that you know, Leicester might might keep that gap in third. But it, I mean, again, yeah. it could also be pretty. It could be quite interesting moving forward. We'll, we'll have to see. But uh, with eleven games left right now, as things stand, the Champions League. Uh, clubs are going to be Liverpool, Leicester City, Chelsea, and Manchester United, um, because of course Man City in second have been uh, banned for two seasons by UEFA from all UEFA competitions. Um, so Sheffield United currently one point off Champions League football. That was um, it was interesting because that happened directly after the episode we recorded where we discussed what like who that we we talked a lot about Europe and yeah and now eighth there. eighth might be Europa League so like it's you pretty so, much throw those predictions right out the window now keep them because you said Sheffield would fall out and I said they would get in so I'm gonna stand by that as long as West Ham go down I am fine with that but uh, that seems like a, a pretty a pretty good spot to end it um, yeah you're pretty subdued a little subdued more <laughs> subdued than we were expecting but yeah you know what I'm getting over being sick I don't have the energy um or I'm just lazy who knows but uh make sure you follow us on Twitter Instagram, and Instagram, at Footy You Do. I always go to say, like, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and then remember we don't use Facebook. Um, which we might, but, like, fuck it. Pardon my French. Um, yeah, follow oh, yeah, us. I got some, gotta get some French in there. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Footy You Do. Please like, rate, review, uh, subscribe to the podcast. If you give us five stars, that helps us be seen by more people. If you give us one star, well, fuck you. Um, man, just doubling down. Double it down, man. If you don't like me, you don't have to review me. You only have to. It's it's kind of like when you're you have an app on your phone that you're using, and it's like, are you enjoying the app? And it gives you a chance. And if you click five stars, it's like, well, why don't you why don't you actually rate us? In, no, in okay. and then if you give it one star, they're like, uh, don't rate us, but what can we do to improve it? Um, that's pretty much where I'm at with, with the rating, but five stars would be nice. Um, you will join several other people, uh, in giving us that rating. Um, but you know, Jared, as always, pardon our French.